Welcome to Wellness and Wonder. It has been said by Spiritual Master that all answers are within. Well, however, accessing those answers is a different matter. Today, with the amazing Henriette, we will discuss about practices based on education to transform and rewire and nourish our healthy mind, body, brain and spirit through trauma-informed strategies and, of course, real food nutrition and practical neuroscience. With Ariette, let's go through these amazing strategies to actively and safety engage in health behavior because we are what we feed ourselves of. With Ariette, the conversation will range from the magical to the metaphysical and you will feel great. Ciao, Ariette. Hello, good morning, Francesca. <laughs> So nice to see you. Uh, so, Ariette, because I know your amazing story, and of course, uh, thank you so much for you if you want to share it uh, so people can understand the person we have in front of us, because uh, I know your story and you are magical. When did you start your amazing uh, purpose of being a medical coach? Uh, okay, the medical coach, because that I started only uh, like five years ago, something yeah. like that. And uh, because before that, I was actually energy coach. I did everything what had to do with aura, chakra readings, family constellation. Uh, so I was totally into the energy fields. And then when I was 50, which is now eight years ago, I got breast cancer. And um, this brought me actually on a totally new journey. And um, it's always nice with hindsight to look at things, why things um, I, I'm not going to say why they happen, but what can happen from what happened to you. And that was in my case that um, I had breast cancer um, and <clears throat> it was totally unexpected. I was actually somebody who was, in my view, uh, living quite a healthy life in diet. I was doing already for 10 years yoga and all that. Um, but still then there was this cancer and it was quite a nasty one. It was triple negative, which it's in the breast, but it's not protein related. Um, and uh, it was phase three and they said, um, we have to take really big action now. And you have to first have the operation, then the radiation for a month. And then uh, they had three different kinds of chemos. And I had, <clears throat> it was all that. So I yeah. um, then realized, actually, it, it was a whole journey because the operation was done within a couple of weeks, which was great. I had great respect for the doctors and the way they do all that. Um, but then came the moment where I had to do the radiation and I got actually into kind of a fight with the lady of the radiation because she in between somewhere, she said, ah, it's your left breast. Okay. Uh, that means you have to do the breath hold technique uh, to make sure that you will not radiate too much of your heart. Oh my God. And then I was a little bit like, okay, wait a minute. Um, the heart's going to be radiated. It's just, yes, well, of course, because it's your left uh, breath. Uh, breast. So then um, after a whole long thing, and I had actually fight because with the breast hold technique, um, I wanted actually to see more uh, ways oh. Of, of doing it and then she actually said just do it and that's it and then I said you know I'm not going to do it because um, they actually warned me that they say yes this will give you an extra at least 10 years but there is a possibility after 10 years that you maybe your um, heart will 
or your arteries or whatever will uh, not work really well and that you then actually will die from a heart disease. And then I said, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm not going to do that. So that was one of the moments where I left the hospital. I was standing on that parking place and I thought, okay, it's very nice to say, no, I don't want radiation, but you have to have a path. I had four children. <clears throat> I had, oh God, yeah. had four children, but at that stage, they were still um, younger. They were between 10 and 19. Um, and obviously you want to do the best as a mother and to make sure you, you, you are not careless. Yeah. I ended up in a hospital in a very good clinic in Switzerland, to make yeah. a long story short, where they did um, a total... Um, yeah, they, they have actually the approach where they say, you know, we, we are one body, totally holistic, and we want to make sure actually that we are not focused on the breast cancer. The cancer is not the point. It was your immune system what was not working. And we want to make sure that we see where did your immune system fail. Um, so Maria, Sorry if I interrupt you. Uh, of course, uh, you felt this uh, inner guidance within, and that's why we all make our own choices. But can we say that in this case is your awareness of the multiple voices within you and the different foundations of the perspectives from which each voice originates? So this is consciousness. So your consciousness is quite elevated as a human being, because otherwise you would have not felt this intuition within. Does it matter about, is it the matter? Is it this consciousness that you have that brought you there? Or is it just the intuitiveness? Um, it's, it, it's probably, it's a combination. Okay. It's, and, and it's a very nice question actually, because I must admit, um, yes, that at one point saying no, no to the radiation, um, was definitely a deep inner voice. Um, I know that when I was in my bed after the operation, um, that I had uh, I had a lot of time. And that's actually also always quite a nice thing of people who are ill, who have a disease, um, that it's a, a, it's a point of standing still and actually looking at how am I living and what am I doing? And I really there was all the time inside of me and it said you know now you have to stand for who you are and I know that I was somebody who never even took an aspirin I mean I never I I was somebody who was very cautious about what I was using and taking into my body Uh, and then to at once get this whole chemo over you is it's quite black and white, isn't it? So there was this inner voice and I call it the whispering of the soul, um, which, which is really true because it is your mind, which is fearful. And it says, you have to do this and you have to be respectful to the doctors and the doctors know what they are talking. You are not a doctor. So you have no clue about which chemos and why not. And yes, and just do it, have respect. And I was also somebody who was quite respectful also for charismatic uh, people who, you know, charismatic people. Um, So it was for me a huge step to just really go inside and say to myself, you know, this is really so totally not me. And yes, maybe for a lot of people, chemo will be perfect. And I really... I really believe that huh? it's not that I'm anti-chemo because now as a as as a coach, as medical coach, I'm with a lot of patients who actually take the chemo and where I see, wow, this is really working fantastic. But these are the people who believe that 
I have cancer. I want to get rid of that cancer. And they think this chemo will, they, it will all be away because of the chemo. To me, my belief system, so that's where I come to. It's this inner voice, this inner whispering where I have a belief system where I thought, no, when there is this chemo coming in, then all my living and, and, and very healthy cells will go down the drain as well. Um, so what will be left over of me? I mean, how can I stand as a person when also all my healthy cells are gone? Which I agree, it's a belief system. It's my belief system. It's my way of looking at an illness. Um, and you know, there's no right and there's no wrong. And I also know, to be honest, uh, from this, uh, there's this, this magazine, What Doctors Don't Tell You, where I was flabbergasted that uh, they once did an interview where they asked the doctors whether they would take chemo. And I think it was a rate of something like 90% of the doctors who said, I will never take chemo. So no. it's, it's not totally out of the blue that I'm saying that everybody knows that chemo is not a fun thing to do to your system. It's yeah. not nice for your immune system. It depends very much on how strong your immune system is to, to be able to get through such a chemo. Do you know? It's so it's, it's, it's all right and wrongs. Yes. I mean, there's no right and wrongs. That's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. As a medical coach, I totally understand your point, Ariette, but I'm so proud of you and from in terms of amazing strength in your soul because it was a risk, but at the same time, life is made of risks. So how can we, because I know your knowledge over it, how can we distinguish our true self that is passive and quiet from our sabotage self? Because there is the ego self that is active and loud and demands attention. It's very difficult for us to recognize the distinguish between the two. Um, how can yes. we distinguish the two voices and react for people to understand a bit more? Because of course we can practice, we can have experience, but people sometimes they don't know what's resonating within them. If it's the real voice that is, they are identifying or if it's the sabotaging voice. In this case, you heard the real voice within yourself. Yeah. So how can we uh, practice to reach this uh, truth within us? Okay, so that's... Actually, one of the most important things, how to really get to that inner voice, and I call that always the whispering voice, it's much more silent than the mind, the monkey mind. The monkey mind is taking over all the time. Yeah. The monkey mind is, is actually helping you to try to conquer the fears because the monkey mind is trying to say, oh, you have to do that, otherwise you will die and all that. But at the same time, you have to distinguish and then actually... The most important thing is to get into your own silence. So, and one of the best techniques to get into your silence is actually through, through your breath. Um, so breathing techniques are very important. And obviously an equivalent to the whole breathing techniques is the meditation. Um, but if you make sure that if you are at one point and you are in fear or you are all in panic or you are in stress, it's actually one of the easiest things to do is the four breath in, four breath out, and you go to five breath in, five breath out, six breath in, six breath out, and then you get to a much more balanced seven breath in and seven breath out. So the moment when you take this time, which can be really like less than a minute, where you go onto your journey of your breath and don't underestimate the incredible power of breath because breath is 
is the moment when you're born. It's the first things what happens is that little baby, what, you know, and the first breath comes in and it's going to be your friend all the time through your whole life till the moment you die. So then your breath will leave you. So the breath knows you inside out. It knows your resonances. It knows your frequencies. It knows your stressors. It knows everything. So it's like the take the breath and, and, and say to your breath, breath, help me, slow me down, get to my belly. And going to your belly is making that you embody yourself, that you get into your body. So you go away from your mind. And by going on a journey in this breath, and then if you have, you come into a more balanced seven breath in, seven breath out, and you make sure that you really breathe into your belly, that's actually the moment where you come into this silence. And then if you listen, if you dare to be silent, then at once, and you ask yourself, okay, what is really at this moment important what should i do if you're in the midst of a decision and if you in this balanced harmony of in your belly it's your what we call your belly brain what works and this is something which is proven even huh, that there is a belly brain and the belly brain is actually the part where you have all your um, actually like your, your, your senses, your nose. So everything, what you smell, everything, what you hear, everything, what you see, everything, what you taste, everything, what you feel, you know, the five senses together in the moment come together in your belly. And that's actually the real deep insights. That's actually your wow. deep knowledge. So develop the sixth sense, so basically our third eye, Yes. Yeah, and yeah, and that's that's together. That's so they say it's always the connection between your third eye and your five senses. Mm-hmm. So you have your five senses. You are in the moment, and you are in a room, and you feel ah, I hated being here. I want to get mm-hmm. out. You know, it's this this feel. It goes into your belly button, and then you think out of here. And at the same time, it can also be you are with a person, and you say. I don't know. Maybe people talk bad about this person, whatever. I feel great with this person. I have a real you know, go into this instant uh, senses feel, go to your belly brain, uh, go into your breath. And from there, you will actually give space to this whispering of the soul. Amazing. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Henriette. It's so clear. And of course, as we just said, the mind is totally destructive. That's why when you do your amazing sessions and you heal people, you always go back to the past through family constellations because most of the time our mind is processing information from the past and recognize dynamics came out during your amazing sessions for family constellations. Since we've been talking about these amazing inner voices, do you want to talk about your amazing talent on this approach you have to relationships and uh, relationship matters? What is a family constellation? Because many people don't believe in it or they don't know about it. Um, family constellation is a fantastic and very easy way actually <clears throat> to understand where your blockages are. Um, we all live our lives, we all get our, our, our little rucksack with, with um, sometimes beautiful things, sometimes nasty things. And uh, we all know that there is sometimes in life that you think, my gosh, why am I not getting along with 
your mother, your father, your brother, your sister or whatever, and that you feel it's not streaming. So the whole family constellation is actually a way, it's, it's actually looking at the energy, but then at the level of your family from your origins or your original family. And <clears throat> this is an incredible important constellation because the way you are brought up, so the first 18 years of your life, is very often a constellation with, which carries through through the rest of your life. So, wow. for example, if you have a very uh, strict, charismatic father, um, it might be that although you at that point in your life, when you until you were 18, you had really difficulties and problems with it. For some reason, when you start your own family and you are a father, that you at once realize, hey, I'm doing exactly the same like my father. It's kind of an energy stream which goes on because that was the way how you actually envisioned a father. Um, <clears throat> but there are ways to get around it and to actually get to your own real true inner self where you can actually start to rebalance and see, is this actually the way I want it? And um, in the family constellation, what you do actually, if either you do it really the grand way, the grand way is that you go in a huge room where you invite 12 people and the 12 people will stand there. And then you ask them by putting your hands on their, on their back, on their shoulders. Can you please be for this time, my father, then to wow. another person, can you please be my mother? And can you please be my brother? Can you please be my sister? And you put your family constellation from your original family there and you are on the side watching them. And the funny thing is the moment you gave your energy specified to be the mother, the father, the brother, the sister, the constellation will start working. And it is something I know it, it sounds spooky <laughs> and a lot of people do not believe it until you have done it. Do it. Go to a family constellation. Sorry if I interrupt you. Since France thinks this about astrology, which is also an amazing philosophy, it, it is about things that are reachable and too difficult to understand. It's actually so practical. So thank you so much for explaining all this, the reaction, yeah. because we all need it. And I would love to do it with you. Yeah. But then the beautiful thing is that once the family constellation starts, obviously you do it because you want to resolve issues. So you want to make it flow. So if you from a distance see the way how your family works, at once it becomes very clear, whatever, that your brother and your mother are very close, uh, that your father is much more distant and that he's somewhere in the corner of the room. And at once you see so clear in front of you the way things are. And then it's the beautiful thing in the family constellation that you actually look for reasons why things has happened. And so that's why very often in family constellations, we go more back into ancestors. So we look also to the parents of the father. We look into the parents of the mother. And then at once you see energy flowing and you see at once that the father maybe it's very often now, actually, if we, uh, as we had the World War One and Two, we still have sometimes uh, parents or grandparents who have been through the whole trauma of a world war. And very proactive, very open-minded, not quite free-spirited. So true. 
people can often not help it. They get totally into a fear and blocked themselves, which to protect themselves, they are in fear. And without wanting it, they, get, they, they give on, they pass on the whole fear or blockages which they have from traumas, which they have had to live through. So actually the most important thing in family constellations is to look for the traumas in the family. Traumas is the start of all blockages. It's And the traumas always go together with fear. So it's traumas and fears which you want to find, to see. And actually, as you, as a person, person who has asked for a family constellation, it's very often, it's first of all, to get the consciousness of understanding what's going on and the understanding, the consciousness of seeing uh, how your grandparents influenced your parents or how about some trauma between your parents have actually had a huge impact on the rest of your brothers and sisters. All these kind of things, if you have that awareness is step number one, but step number two is actually forgiveness. So what you do a lot in family constellations is actually loud saying to the whole constellation, I see what has happened and I actually forgive what has happened. And most importantly, I actually want to give back the energy you were coping with. I want to give it back to you. It's not my energy. I don't want it. And I actually want to be free spirited and I want to live my own true self. Um, And actually when you get into these kinds of wonderful insights, that's actually the start of making your energy flow again. And where you can actually with love, look at your mother who has been maybe always very difficult and not communicative to you and all that, that you say, mom, I understand your background, it's okay. And by being lovable and understanding, something happens in the flow, in the energy. And at once you will find out that your mother will call you and, and be also more lovable because yeah. In the energy, something has changed. Yeah, this is an amazing philosophy, Buddhist philosophy, yeah. to embrace the negative and the positive, knowing that the other one doesn't exist without the other one as negative experiences, for example. If we embrace both of them, we will reach the manifestation of the actual reality of the past, the present, and so on. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Does yeah. since you create these experiences, accepting the factual reality of the past must have not been easy for many people. How do they react? They react, of course, we are not here to share their secrets, but if you can tell us the experience they have, because many people don't do it as they have fears. So do you think fears, they make them, they make them react in certain ways, or most of the people, they react the same ways? Um, well, the funny thing actually is that, um, yes, fears are the biggest blockages for actually everybody. And then you can actually see that uh, within fears, you have also certain degrees, but if you ask through and through and through, like, what if, what if, what if, um, like people, for example, who are uh, in this family constellation, extreme pleasers and all the time trying to fix and balance everything. You know, there's a lot of women, by the way, who are extreme pleasers. So they will think, ah, I'm one of those. Um, that the pleasing often has to do with giving ground to yourself because you do the pleasing because actually in a way you want the people to like you. And then you say, okay, but what if people don't like you? 
And why are you always pleasing? It's okay if some people don't like you. Yes, but when people don't like me, then I might be on my own. And then you say, but what if you are on your own? Yeah, but if I'm totally on my own, it means I'm, maybe I can't take care of myself. And then, okay, if you can't take care of yourself, what is bad about that? And you go do through, through, through with questioning. And then the end thing is that you say, I'm actually fearful of death. You know, actually my, my real deepest fear and each and every person's deepest fear is death and so actually uh, one of the things in medical coaching which is uh, number two or three in my sessions which I always do because we always come then through traumas at fear and then your biggest fear being the fear of death that we say let's tackle death let's discuss it because we all know there's only one certainty in life and that's that we will all die and um our and then our, our body dies Yeah, we all, and I mean, it's hopefully, I mean, we all think and hope it would be 80 or 90 or whatever, but, <laughs> and then to, instead of making this death, one big, huge, dark mountain on top of us, always being there and looking at us and where we think, oh my God, no, 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 no death. You can also make it like a little, little lap dog, you know, sitting on your lap, like a little dog. And you say, okay, let's bring this death into a smaller proportion. It's always there. It's always next to you. We have to be realistic. We have to accept, but we don't have to make it bigger than it has to be. So you just take your little lap dog on a line and you always say, hi, yes, I know you're there. And it's especially for people who have had a, a big illness. I mean, like the cancer patients, they say once cancer patients, always cancer patient. So you are always on alert. And then I say, okay, so that's, that's something you have to live with. You have to accept, but you know, somebody else can tomorrow get under the bus or under the tram or the train or whatever. And so this is there for everybody, but people who have had illness have to be a little bit more realistic. They have to have that little dog next to them. And sometimes it will be a bigger dog and it will be there. And you look at it and you say, okay, it's a day like today where I have to accept that I'm a bit more fearful and you just embrace your, your fear for death. It's just a, a matter of really knowing. I mean, people go through ups and downs and if someday you have more emotions, the other day less, someday, you, you know, you're more sensitive, the other day you are only in a gay, uh, funny mood. So... And here, Ariat, uh, I have a question regarding these uh, amazing experiences you create for family constellations. The, it happens sometimes that within us, we feel this mission that we have to accomplish. And if we don't follow it and purpose it, we basically get lost. So we feel this responsibility. Do you think it is possible to reach the meaning why we are feeling this uh, huge necessity of doing something? Maybe it comes from a cycle, from a past karmic reason. Is it possible? um that's a belief system and okay. i believe it I, i believe that it comes from karmic uh, background because okay. i'm a believer who believes that there is a soul before we were born and after that your soul will go on and i have the feeling that um in this energy in the soul energy um yes there are um ways of getting more and more consciousness that's the way how i see it and okay. Um, it's, it's like gaining more and more experience on planet Earth of how to cope with, with the fears, with the traumas, with everything. Uh, but I mean, I must say, this is something I can't say for real. I mean, it's belief system. But, but, but I do think that almost everybody in life uh, can agree to one thing. And that is that 
we all have actually at the end of the day one purpose and that's that we uh, have to realize that you know we we come in this beautiful body i call it my temple and you have to take care of that temple and uh, it's not just the body it is mind and soul so it's 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 an overall um, balancing harmonious yeah. kind of thing oh, we got it. And, and that it is important that we realize that we are that's maybe also a belief system, but I think it's something which most people on planet Earth agree with, that we come all from one source. And coming from this one source is actually that we all understand that we come from the source of love and that uh, love is actually the most important thing we want to be streamlined, streamlined with, yeah. uh, with the energy of love, of giving love and of getting love. Um, and I think, you know, at the end of the day, if you're standing there and you're <laughs> standing at your grave and you said, what is the most important? Probably, hopefully, I think 98% of the people will say, yes, it's all about love. So that's the purposeful thing in life. Yeah. Get rid of traumas, get rid of fears, get in your flow and, 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 and try, try to make the love streaming. Yes, and this is a way, as Riet uh, is telling us, uh, to support our own lives in, in co-creating a more nourish, uh, um, nurturing and nourished environment. Can be with love, with good food, with uh, energy flowing system exercises. And Riet is a specialist, and next time we're going to go through that too. So which is your way of improving your daily life regarding your environment, Riet? Because as we know, we are energy. I know we're going to go deep in this discussion, but uh, what's, what's for you what can nourish our everyday life in the most simple, simple way? Um, well, in the way, it's a, it's a difficult question, actually, in a way, but I think it's the rhythm of life, which is very important. Um, I must say, again, also from my own illness, uh, I've learned a lot about how important the rhythm of life is, uh, in the sense of when you get up, that you have your morning rituals. Uh, I really love every day to start with my yoga practice to just, you know, get into your body to calm yourself down, to do a meditation, you don't have to do everything for long and complicated. I mean, I can do if I have a, a quick start in the morning, I can do my yoga within 20 minutes and my uh, meditation within 50 minutes or something you you can really squeeze it into half an hour if you want. If I have the time, I take one and a half hour. Um, and then um, I think, yes, what you feed your body is extremely important. Important. I think you, you are what you eat in a way, um, which a lot of people find very complicated, but I think <laughs> nourishing, nourishing, <laughs> nourishing in a good way is quite important. Yeah. Um, then I think uh, it's, it's something which I have learned a lot is I was doing too much in a day. I was going from one place to the other. I, yes, I also had a bit of fear of missing out and all that. So my, my days were stuck full and, you know, I went back into why, why all this rushing, just do two important things in a day, which feed you, and be happy with that and uh, accept also that, you know, accepting and doing things which you do, the things you choose to do, yeah. do them with consciousness. 
do them mindful. So that means if you go to a friend or whatever, be with your friend, be in the moment, yeah. give all the attention, give all the love, whatever. Feel connected. Feel connected, all those kind of things. So I think it's actually very simple, the things. It's about rhythm. It's about good food. It's about doing things uh, mindful. Um, and then strange enough, because we are in this body and we have to take care of this body, one of the things I learned is sleeping is extremely important and that you go to bed in time. I have always also an evening ritual. Uh, I know it, it's, it's one of my really biggest problems in this whole climate change things where you have to be also more careful with water and all that. But I love taking a bath every night i try to make my bath not as full anymore um, but for me to to lay in my bath with my two candles on and just to ease and doze down you know into the night is is for me fantastic yes. again this is not happening every night because obviously there's many other fun evenings where we have a dinner or we go out or whatever but um, if, if, if you try to scale down your seven day week into five days where you have really good rhythms, yeah, then we get there, then we get there. Yeah. And also, as uh, we just said, so with your amazing experiences, also creativity, creativity and to energize your living space can be in a spiritual way, can be in a creative way, can be with culinary experiences is a way of feeling we are less missing out and we still feel good energetically. Your question is how you will feel energetically better? Yes. Oh, no, sorry. Creativity. Yeah. No, I was adding maybe also creati creativity can be an addition to feel nourished during our day life. That's well. very beautiful. Very beautiful to, to take that into uh, consideration because uh, I think creativity and playfulness uh, are extremely important. Creativity because... Um, if you look at the chakras, yes, I love always also talking about the chakras, your heart chakra um, is actually the part from where you, 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 you try to create and you actually try to manifest from your heart through your throat chakra and that's where you start to express and I think we all have um, actually in a way we should understand like a flower comes in spring and blossoms and shows the most beautiful part of that flower. And I think we all forget that we have, each and every person has its own talents. And it's so important to realize that you have to show your talents and your talents have to do with really from your heart, creating whatever you are good at. And um, so, yes, creating and also being playful. So don't take it too serious and just try it and just do it and make, make mistakes and fall down and stand up again. And so these are the things which makes life really like energetic. Yeah. Thank you. I, I agree with you, Francesca. I agree with you too in everything you said there yet. <laughs> and uh, it's so important to remind these things to others and to ourselves every day because we always miss these things because we always end up overthinking and sabotaging our inner self. And uh, so, Henriette, I'm very happy that our guest, I'm getting to know you. I know there is so much more to say. Let's uh, give the last uh, little statement to our guests, if you want, before our next meeting, because uh, we are going to ask them if they want to talk about energies, what's their 
curiosity, but our energies, because you know so much, what would you like to say about, about it, about what has to, to come still? What still has to come? You mean to talk about? Yes, a little, a little resume of how energies are important uh, in this world, how important it is to understand the meaning of energies within us. Yeah. Well, you mean like a resume? It's 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 just important, dear people, to actually realize yeah. that you are energy. We are all just energy, and that we realize that this energy is captured in this nice little temple of us, being our body. But that we shall shall never forget that you have to always be in tune with your energy and make sure it flows. So whenever you have problems with a trauma, if you feel there's a blockage, if you feel you, you, you don't get on in life the way you want to get on, that there are many, plenty ways of help uh, to actually get it flowing again. Uh, because we, the only thing we should be is flowing, energetically, happy, lovable people. <laughs> Yes. Metal, though, Ariadne, let's tell that it's not always easy to feel this uh, happiness within, to feel this uh, awareness. It's work indeed, but that's the main work we should work every day. We should yeah. work at every day because it's about us and our soul and our inner self. So it's work, but it's work and it is work worth living for. Yeah, yeah, but I'm and I must admit because I'm always a very positive thinker and positive, positive talking. Um, also accepting if you are down, also accepting when things totally go, do not go the way you want them to go. Um, accept it, embrace it and say, okay, it's one of those days. Yeah. Um, but just go into that pain, go into that misery and also let that stream. So beautiful. That's also extreme. Yeah, that's also very important. That's consciousness because it concerns the inner world. You want to be conscious, you want to reach your inner consciousness do what Erin just said, just uh, go to, to do this inner work, dear friends, is very important. And yeah. we're going to go deeper with this topic too, with Ariette. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yes. As, I'm so uh, sorry, there's a person next door who is... Sorry, it's this machine stop. We are a little bit unlucky, but anyway. Don't worry. And I know you're also building an amazing project in the countryside. Let's not give too many informations because it's been 45 minutes, as we know, yeah. to... Be careful with timing, but Ariette, uh, I cannot wait to see you again to talk about uh, other magical things that happen in our daily life. Yeah, that that I'm I'm very much looking forward to. Yeah, it's the Forchi project, and to talk a little bit about that will be fantastic because it actually has to do with everything I've been talking about it today. But we want to embody it in a place in Italy. Well, anyway, we will talk about that another time. But that's. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, bye bye, dear friends, for now. She's a react, a medical coach, and uh, an amazing uh, holistic health coach, and so much more. So be ready for another podcast with this amazing woman. Bye. Okay. Thank you, Francesca. And may, may I say one more thing to you? Please. I want to say when we were talking about playfulness and creativity, um, Francesca, I really have respect the way you do it because you are just young. You threw yourself into, I'm going to do podcast and you <laughs> creatively just started this whole process and look where you are now. And you're interviewing people. You are spreading the news of love. You're spreading the news of trying to make people aware of their wellness. So I want to just give a big applaud to you. Thank you. That's important as well. 
for me, it's important to connect to people I admire. And I know. In the future, I hope to be like you, Ariane. Yeah. Okay, I hope so too. Great. Bye, everyone. Bye, my